can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Do you need an amazing waterproofing product? Look no more. BaseCrete is the number one cementitious 100% waterproofing membrane with a proprietary blend of polymers and specialized content. An easy to use all-in-one waterproofing membrane and bond coat that provides exceptional strength and unparalleled adhesion, yet remains flexible to absorb movement and the underlining concrete structure. With its range of application, BaseCrete is the ideal solution to protect or repair any concrete structure for use in swimming pools, roofs, terraces, foundations, cellars, deck, etc. It adheres directly to the substrate. No primer, no bond coat. How easy is that? Hey everybody, it's Heather on Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day, as my slogan goes. If you're watching the video, it's a hot mess, but get over it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not a girl that always has to be all pretty fad. Anyways, well, my hair's like all curly and I just threw it up. So it's like, I can just picture Rudy doing that sound effect. So this podcast is going to be a little heartwarming, more so a personal mixed in with a little bit of business on this. So we lost an amazing individual for the DFW area, Truman, with the right way leak detection. That's what's on my shirt. Thank you, Kylie. I found the right way leak detection probably three years ago now, maybe four. I'd have to go back and double check. But this individual company was amazing from the start. And they're still operating today. And unfortunately, Truman just recently passed away. But the kindness and the compassion that he showed to every single one of his clients and the detail that he took to his clients was amazing. From the office staff to the technicians that arrived to him personally was just outstanding. I used another leak detection that did great work, but shit-ass fucking customer service. Like, Horrible example. I would send them to a job. They would never call me when they're on the way so I can let my homeowners know. And as all of y'all should know by now for me, communication is key for any construction industry, any contractor industry, any industry really, because without that communication, your clients are going to get pissed. So this particular company was not communicating. They would just show up. They would do the repairs without asking. They would just fix it, right? which is a big no-no in leak detection because some of these repairs are not cheap. Like if you're epoxying the skimmer throat, okay, that's fine. That's not going to take a too terribly amount of money. Or if you're putting the skimmer throat, but when you're breaking up stuff and you're doing returns and light niches and so on and so forth, that's a huge difference. Well, they would do it and then send me a bill and expect me to pay that exact same day. Well, first off, you're a sub. 
And we have net 15 to be able to collect from the payments, from the homeowner, and make sure we get approval from the homeowner, first and foremost. Because as a business owner, you want to make sure that you always have the bills to cover your subs without the homeowner paying. Because guess what? That homeowner decides not to pay. You are still responsible to pay that sub. And that's why it's very important to make sure that you have the communication and you have the proper approval from the customer before you work on anything. After that happened with this particular thing, I reached out to other pool companies and asked who they use for the leak detections. And Truman came up with the right way leak detection. And I will tell you, it's just been amazing working with them. And Truman has shown how to be so kind and compassionate, which has kind of helped me understand where I was lacking in certain aspects a few years ago because that other company just screwed up a lot. And so I lost faith in leak detection companies because they were my fourth or fifth company that I had to go through. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to basically tell clients something that we can't do. So I was leaving money on the table. So I wasn't happy about that because obviously we're going to have some markup inside of the leak detection, right? Or any service that you subs. So you leave money on the table when you don't find subs to be able to do your work. Well, Truman has just been wonderful and has been amazing. And I wanted this particular podcast to be dedicated to him and his life and his helpful in the industry. And we have like over 300 mutual friends on Facebook. And so I know there's a lot of y'all in the DFW area that know him and know the right way leak detection. And it's just the grace that he gave everybody, just the amount of detail that he gave to his clients. Again, like I was saying, it's just been amazing. So with that being said, let's kind of get into the business aspect of that. Whenever you go to find the subs, there's always things that I ask. And even though I had shit subs before him, I still ask these questions, but even then, these questions don't, they, I mean, they're supposed to help you, which 90% of the time I thought they did, but until you actually get a sub to do the job and to, and to work the job, it's, it, it can be like, okay, well, the questions were answered correctly, but my work says differently. So my questions that I asked immediately for every sub, and I did this with Truman as well. First off is, do you have insurance? And if so, immediately get put on as additional insured and get a copy of it. What's supposed to happen as additional insured is if they cancel the insurance or cancels for lack of payment or whatever happens, they are supposed to notify you of this. That's the point of being additional insured. I will tell you, I hired with George and his insurance got canceled and they didn't notify me and we had an issue and I can't reach him now. So he's not responding to anything. I'm pretty pissed about that. That's shit business. That's downright wrong, right? There's more to the story, but nonetheless, his insurance was supposed to notify me that his policy canceled. They didn't do it, and I didn't even find out till I called because it was almost it was up for renewal because I have a system in place that tells me on all of my additional insured whenever their whenever their insurances is up for renewal. 
so we can call and verify and get the new additional insured for the new year. Because not every company automatically sends it to you. So we want to make sure we're on top of it so we don't lose that additional insured. Because two, that also increases my insurance if we don't show proof that our subs have their own insurance. So if something were to happen, instead of my insurance covering it, it's going to be their insurance. So that helps lower my premium. Whenever you're doing insurance for premiums, you want to make sure that you have the correct information inside of your insurance because that's huge. If you have building, you've got to have different insurance than you do for weekly service. And read through your information to make sure it's correct. Don't take your salesman's word for it. Whenever I was shopping around for insurance, I had a friend tell me to use a certain insurance company. And so I called them. They sent me a quote over and I told them, I was like, I have to make sure this, this, and this, and this is covered inside of my insurance. Okay, great. Yes, we cover all that. Well, guess what? They sent me the documents because I always ask for the end right document, period. No exception. I'm reading through it and it doesn't state that it's covered, but there's no clause saying that it's not. So there's a gray area. And trust me, when you go to litigation on insurance, you want it black and white. So I told them, I'm like, okay, this doesn't say this is covered. This doesn't say this is covered. When you told me it was covered, show me where it says it because I'm not seeing it in any of the declaration pages. Well, they're like, oh, um, I, I don't know. I'm like, well, find out because this is your job. Like, I shouldn't know more about insurance than you do. I ended up telling them to fuck off because I don't have time to, to know your job better than I know my own. So. That's question one, making sure you have insurance. Long story short. <laughs> question two, you always want to look at their reviews. Now, as a business owner, you understand that Google reviews, Facebook reviews, all these different reviews, you're always going to have some negative reviews. And for me as a company, if I hire a company that is all five stars and has zero negative reviews, to me, that's a red flag. There is no company that I know of. And if you are one of those companies, I want to chat with you that has all five stars with not at least one or two negative reviews. Now, if you're just starting out, that's a different, but I'm talking about that's been in business for over five years. You can't please every single client, no matter what. Your guys are going to screw up. Your contractors are going to screw up. It happens. It's just a matter of how you address these issues. So you always look at the reviews. You always get information from that company for, um, what do you, ah, oh, shit. Drawing a blank, the name. Um, hold on, it's coming to me. Shit, what is it? Uh, referrals. There we go. <laughs> I was drawing a blank. And sorry, Andrea just texted me a, a photo of her little new shirt. So I was distracted by that. So my brain was <laughs> off. Anyways, so always ask for referrals and call these referrals. And you want to find out referrals from other businesses, not consumers from other business owners because you're subbing them. You wanna make sure that they are operating the way that you need your business to operate. Are they communicating? Are they showing up on time? Are they invoicing you correctly? Are they trying to overcharge? Are they adding extra inside of the charges after the job is already done and trying to screw up your invoicing? You know, Ask these questions from the other referrals. My next question that I ask is, Let's say that you can't make it on a scheduled day that you're supposed to be there. Do you communicate with me or do I have to communicate with you? Like, how do you let us know that you're not coming? Or if you're going to be late, like, let them understand how important that is to you and play out those scenarios individually because 
you want to make sure that they're going to communicate with you. Now, so the way that I do my time rivals is I don't say we're going to be there at one o'clock on the dot. Hell no. I have yet to see a company to be able to do that unless it's your first appointment of the day. Like obviously you can be there if you know how long your load time is at the shop and so forth. But if you're going to supplier, oh God, you never know how long you're going to be the supplier. So I give three to four hour windows, either AM, PM, or arrival between one and three or one and four, whatever the case may be. Depending on what we're doing, we'll determine on how I do my arrival windows for my clients. So hopefully my subs do the same thing. Now, if my sub tells me they're going to be there between 10 and 11, I always give my customer a buffer. I'm going to say they're going to be there between, you know, 930 and 1230. That way, when stuff happens or they get a flat or the truck breaks down or they forgot something, it gives that extra buffer and we don't look late. No client's really going to get upset with that because in our industry, we don't need inside the house. Very rarely do we need inside the house. So most of the time, we don't have an issue with that. My next question that I'm going to ask is, how do they do their accounting? How do they do their billing? Whenever a job is done, what's my payment terms? Is there a charge to use a credit card? Can I direct deposit you? Can I sell you? Do you want cash? How do you want to be paid? Find that out first and foremost, so there's no surprises. I will tell you, if you have a company that just wants solely cash, that's going to be super hard for you as a business owner because A, that means you have to physically be there with them every time that they're there and nobody has time to be there. That's part of the reason why you're subbing it out. Two, tracking cash, you have to 1099 them. And that's most of the reasons why they don't want stuff to be tracked because guess what? They're hoping that you won't 1099 them. Well, you have to 1099 them. Next off, if you're going to Zelle them, you can't get that money back either if something happens, if it's Zelle or if it's cash. So that doesn't protect you as a business. If you direct deposit them, you can't really protect yourself either. So unless it's a sub that you truly know how they work and you're comfortable with, I always suggest a credit card or a check. You can stop payment on both of those if whatever reason that need happens. Hopefully you never have to. I've only had to do that one time for one particular individual. Okay, so when you do the payment chargebacks, obviously you want to communicate before you do that. And if you can't come to resolution, then we need to figure that out. But you're paying them, so you should already have the invoice and understand what you're going to pay them versus what you're not. So you really shouldn't have to charge back for that. But this protects you. All right. Well, those are my questions and I hope it answers you. And again, Truman, thank you for being such an amazing individual and Kylie is still running it. So if you need lead detection in DFW, reach out to the right way. It's, it's right here. Um, and give them a call. Their website is fixmypool.net. All right. Heather's out. Bye, guys. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. 
So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor, click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 